Home and Garden Radio Podcast number four. Home and Garden Radio Podcast is the recorded version of our live show that airs Saturday on the BizTalk Radio Network. It's time to talk gardening and all things botanical. You're tuned to the Home and Garden Show with Michael Kroos. Hello, neighbor. Michael is a fun-loving family man who knows all there is to know about plants. <laughs> I'm a genius. He'll talk about outdoor plants, indoor plants, pest control, water gardening, pruning, grow lights, fertilizer, you name it. We're on in 10 seconds, so get ready to have a good time. Call Michael now, toll free. This is exciting, isn't it? And now, here's Michael Kroos. Do you have German cockroaches in your house? Hey, this week's edition of Home and Garden Radio is brought to you by the good people at HelpIHaveBugs.com. That's HelpIHaveBugs.com. HelpIHaveBugs.com. And welcome to this edition of Home and Garden Radio. My name is Michael Kroos, and it is a pleasure to be here today. As it always is. Guess what I'm doing? I'm I'm recording on new software. We are doing the show on the uh, newest version of our audio program. So there's a bit of a learning curve. But I have to tell you, so far, so good. I'm like really impressed. I can do things in really in real time now instead of having to patch things together. And I'm kind of excited about that. So hopefully the sound quality is better. You know we recently got all new audio equipment in here now we have the upgraded audio software so wowie g willikers this is really cool and i can you know just do all of this and and it all seems to work i'm so excited anyway uh hope you're having a good week winter uh for whatever reason when was it on uh tuesday mad dog showed a picture on uh facebook of snow in his front yard, snow in April. You know, I think that what was that was on April fifteenth. There was snow in his front yard, and it's supposed to be time for grass to be growing and fertilizer to be happening and all of those types of things. And in Florida on the fifteenth, a major cold front started coming through, which dropped the temperatures not by much. Okay, not by much, but it did drop the temperatures here. And it was kind of a pain, I have to tell you. But we survived. We absolutely survived. So anyway, uh, by the way, I just want to go on record of doing this right now. I want to thank all of the distributors of Tangy Tangerine who uh, have written to me wanting to be the one who sells me my Tangy Tangerine. Uh, I appreciate that. As a matter of fact, I had one guy offer to give it to me free if I interviewed him on the radio and made you all buy from him. And I said, now nah, we, you know, I emailed him back nicely and said, thank you very much, but no thank you. And I, I don't endorse the product because uh, if I were endorsing the product, I would be getting paid to say wonderful things about it. But I personally use it and personally endorse it. It is making me feel much better. It's giving me energy and it is helping me recover from my major health setback that started in December and worked its way through January. And now we're into April and I'm I'm doing better just about every day. So things are better and, and I'm pleased about that. So, uh, but thanks all of you Tangy Tangerine distributors. There is, I think I got about 13 emails from people. 
asking if, uh, you know, they could be part of all that. And uh, I love you all very much, but the answer has got to be no, I'm not going to sell Tangy Tangerine and I'm not going to give you commercial space so I can get it for free. Okay. But I do recommend people buy it. Just do it like I did. I went on the internet and I typed in uh, Tangy Tangerine and it's actually called Beyond Tangy Tangerine. And it's like 55 bucks a month. It's it's not cheap. And I use it and I and I like it and it's good stuff. It's it's really, really good stuff. And by the way, I've had fellow talk show hosts tell me, you ought to be selling that, man. You could be making money. I, I know, I know, but I'm not and I'm not making money. And I do need to be making money, but I'm not going to be doing that. Okay, I'll find something else. There, there's got to be something else that I can do. I don't know. You know, I, I do not know. But uh, what can I say? The other thing that we are working on doing, and uh, believe it or not, it's a lot harder to do than I or- originally thought, is I'm working on podcasting all of the episodes of this. Now, they are podcasted on biztalkradio.com. Uh, and you can go find it there, but it's hard to find. I'm also going to be podcasting it on our website, which is homeandgardenradio.com. I am also going to be podcasting it on iTunes and also on Stitcher. But to set up for everything to do that takes a lot of uh, time and a lot more than I thought. I had to get artwork made for the album cover for iTunes and Stitcher. I had to have, you know, all kinds of stuff put together for that. I had to record a lot of elements because each episode has to be numbered and all, all this stuff. So hopefully this week those will be up and you'll be able to go back at least four episodes and then it'll be on the website from now until eternity where you can go back on the website and pull the show up. And uh, I'll tell you a little secret. If I get organized enough, the show will actually be on the website before it airs on Saturday. I don't know if that's going to happen or not, you know, but we are working on that. That is the initial goal. So, you know, we are working on that. So let's just see what happens. Uh, hope, like I, I, I got to say, I hope you're having an exciting week. Um, we're getting a lot of rain this week where I live and uh, my grass is growing uncontrollably and it hasn't been dry enough for me to mow it. And uh, so that's problematic for me. And the weeds in my backyard are coming up big time. But I'm going to, as soon as it it stops raining, which they tell me is going to be any minute, I'm going to go out and spray my backyard where the weeds are with a 2,4-D product. And uh, I'm going to kill off all the weeds before I mow. I'm going to let that take effect for about two days. And then I'm going to go out there and mow. And uh, get the. I'm, I'm going to use Weed Be Gone by Ortho is what I'm going to use. And we're going to hopefully, you know, get the weeds under control in the backyard. And then in about two weeks, I'm going to overseed the backyard with Argentine Bahia. As a matter of fact, I've already bought the Argentine Bahia. But I just wanted to get the weeds out of there. And then I want all the effects of the weed control to be gone before I overseeded with the Argentine Bahia because I need to thicken up the backyard. It really needs to be thickened up. And, you know, I came to the conclusion that in the fall of last year, I wasn't feeling real well. 
and I didn't do the weed control I should have done in the fall, nor did I do the fertilizing for the backyard that I should have done in the fall. I fertilized the front yard, but I didn't fertilize the backyard, which is the front yard is St. Augustine grass. The backyard is what we call in Florida, Argentine Bahia grass, one of the three different types of of Bahia grass that are available for Florida. And I, um, you know, I, I dropped the ball and I, and it has to be because I wasn't feeling well. And, uh, so now I have to do makeup on that. So the weed control, as soon as the rain stops, um, then I'm going to add more, uh, grass seed to it. I'm really going to overseed it. Uh, and then I'm going to, uh, fertilize it and I'm going to fertilize it, believe it or not, with a fruit tree fertilizer, a 468, a low nitrogen, high potassium, high phosphorus to stimulate root growth. So that is what I'm going to uh, do that with a, you know, a good fruit tree fertilizer. I found one uh, that I liked. As a matter of fact, I picked it up. It was by a company called Grotone. And I picked it up and brought it home. And I have a lot more than I need. So I'm also going to fertilize all of my shrubs with this material and uh, probably a couple of the trees that are in the front yard. We'll just have to wait and see. So I hope that works out well. You know, I'm, I'm looking forward to good things happening. What can I say? Uh, you know, I'm just really looking forward to good things happening there. And uh, I hope that, uh, you know, when that happens, my yard will look nice. Now, I, I told you all I fixed my gate a few weeks ago. Well, now I just put a new locking mechanism on the gate so for the backyard. So my backyard is very secure. Evil people can't come into my backyard. And the crime rate in my part of the world, for whatever reason, has gone up. There's been a lot of burglaries. So I've had to try to up the security around the house. And one of the things I want to talk about when we come back from the break that's going to happen here in just a few minutes is I wanted to talk about alarm systems. I've got some really good advice for you on alarm systems, and my voice just seems to be not doing well this week. So I'm going to drink some tea and see if I can get the voice working again. And when we come back, we will uh, attempt in the best way that we can to, uh, you know, talk about alarm systems because I've got some definite opinions on that. So we will continue right here on Home and Garden Radio. You can contact Michael at homeandgardenradio.com. That's homeandgardenradio.com. Have a gardening question? Well, this is the Home and Garden Show. Now, back to Michael. Ah, yes, back to Michael. Back to me, back to the fun, back to all of the wonderful stuff that we do here every day. Let's cut the music down a little bit if we can. Thank you. All right. Uh, In this segment, I wanted to talk about home alarms. Uh, You know, I've been getting some emails on it. It's been a subject, you know, crime rates gone up. In my neighborhood, crime rate has gone up. I've had to take some extra security measures. But then again, I've always had a home alarm. Well, in this house and in the last house. And there's a lot of money you can spend on this or you can be reasonably smart about it and not spend an awful lot of money. 
which is a good thing. Trust me when I tell you it's a good thing not to spend a lot of money on home alarms. But, you know, depending upon what you got. Uh, in 1991, when I bought my last house, I had just at that time gone to work for a radio network. Uh, my show had aired at, on the Sun Radio Network for many, many years. And I'd gone to work for the People's Radio Network up in White Springs, Florida. And they came and built a studio in my house. Uh, you know, a week after I moved in, they showed up to build a studio. And I said, oh, well, that's nice. And they brought all this equipment down. And the equipment to do radio back in those days was very, very, very expensive. Uh, there was Comrex decoders and, you know, all kinds of stuff that, you know, that, that they had to do. They had to install a, uh, a hardline uplink to the network. I, it, it was very complicated and very expensive. And the network kind of insisted that I have an alarm system at the house to protect all of their stuff. So back in those days, not knowing an awful lot about it, I called a very big name in alarms companies and said, you know, what's it going to cost? And they said, oh, we'll install this for only $99. And it's the top of the line system and all of this good type of stuff. I said, well, that's wonderful. I like that. Thank you very much. So they came out and what it was is they put a little thingy on my front door, a little thingy on my back door. They stuck a motion sensor in and, uh, oh, I, I had three doors in that house. So they stuck a little thingy on each door. So they had a little thingy. So someone opened the door and then there was a keypad inside. So when you came in, you had 30 seconds to go put in the secret combination. So I felt very secure by that. Oh, and then the best part. It was at that time in 1991, $24.95 a month, and you had to sign a three-year deal in order to get the top-of-the-line alarm system installed in your house for $99. <clears throat> so I said, okay, new house, new alarm system. Let's just do it, okay? So in goes the alarm system. Well, at that time, I had we had Joe the dog. Joe was a Springer Spaniel and a dumber dog you've never found in your life. Springer Spaniels, by the way, are really neat looking dogs, but I have to tell you something. They're just dumber than a door. So they came, they installed the alarm system. A guy by the name of Blinky, who is the chief engineer of the uh, People's Radio Network, showed up, installed the studio. All was right with the world until the very first day when we went out to go to the store. And of course, we arm the alarm, you know, did the little thing to arm the alarm. And so, you know, this was just wonderful. We armed the alarm and out the door we went. Well, don't you know, uh, in 1991, I had a cell phone. Not a lot of people had cell phones in 1991, believe it or not, but I had one and the alarm company had the cell phone number. And uh, the next thing you know, I'm getting a phone call from the alarm company. And they're saying, there is, the alarm has gone off at your house and we have sent the police there. We just want you to know. 
you know, because you're not home. You didn't answer when we called the house. So we wanted you to know that. So we immediately turned around and we go back home only to find out that there's the cops, you know, the, the, the police are there. And uh, only to find out that Joe the dog jumped up on the furniture, and uh, which he was not supposed to do, by the way. He was forbidden to jump on the furniture. But he jumped up on the furniture, and he set off the motion detector. So I called the alarm company back. I said, all right, we've paid you to, you know, to install this alarm system. What are we going to do about this? And they said, oh, well, we're going to have to come back out and realign the motion detector to where it's high enough to where Joe the dog won't set it off. So, okay, so they came back out and they realigned the motion detector. Well, it never worked because Joe set off the alarm every stinking time we left. Okay, and it was, the the police were not happy with us. So the only thing we could do at that stage of the game was have them, well, we, we were able to do it through the keypad, was not have the motion detector working. And what was that, you know? Uh, So right about that time, the guy that we got Joe the dog from, my former producer, Scotty, wanted Joe back. And I said, hallelujah, this dog's dumber than a door and he keeps setting off the alarm and we can't use the whole alarm with the dog, you know, with the dog. So Scotty took Joe back. And, uh, you know, that was that. And then we were able to arm the alarm. But we paid $24.95 a month for this alarm forever, which is a lot of money. You know, I mean, that is a lot of money to pay for an alarm system to have going through your house. So, you know, what could I say about that? You know, what are you going to do? You're going to, you know, you just have to pay it. And it was a three-year contract, and it wasn't that hot of an alarm. And it certainly wasn't worth all of the money. Well, I learned my lesson. When the three years were up, I canceled the alarm contract. And they said, well, we're going to come back out and get our alarm. I said, well, good. Come on back out and get your alarm. That's just fine. Well, they never showed up to get their alarm. I mean, you know, they were, you know, your house is going to be unprotected because we are coming out and we are uninstalling the alarm. I said, fine, come out and uninstall the alarm. So they uninstalled the alarm. And I went out and I bought, I did a little bit of research by this time. And I actually met a guy in a bar who owned an alarm company. And he was drunk when I met him at the bar. And he told me all the secrets all of the secrets, which are now, by the way, totally outdated, so I won't share them with you. But, uh, you know, I took all of the secrets and I went out and I I was actually able, just from the information I got out of Drunk Alarm Guy, which was kind of funny, I was able to hook that old alarm back up. Okay, now it had no monitoring, mind you, but it, I got it to where it would work again. And the very fact that it would work again was just wonderful. Tell you what, when we come back, I'm going to tell you what you can do and what I did with the new house. Home and Garden Radio continues right here. (laughs) 
back now to the Home and Garden Show with Michael Gross. Once again, here's Michael. As I drink my water. Welcome back to Home and Garden Radio. Wanted to talk more about alarms in this segment. Uh, about home alarms, I, I told you about going to the big contract people. And by the way, you hear them advertise. They're always advertising. There's one real big one now and some smaller ones and some regional ones. And now the new alarms, they've got all kinds of spiffy stuff. They've got videos so you can take your smartphone and you can, you know, no matter where you are, when someone rings your doorbell, it'll pop up on your smartphone and do all of this stuff. It's relatively amazing what can be done. But again, the cost. And a lot of these people or a lot of these companies will now for nothing install the alarm system just to tie you into a uh, yearly contract, which is anywhere from, you know, usually it's a three-year contract. And it starts at around $30 up a month, depending upon all of the different options that you have and all of this good type of stuff. Uh, When I bought the house I'm in now, I knew I needed to have an alarm system because, well, I just, I got stuff and I wanted, you know, I wanted to keep it. And I didn't want someone breaking into that place. Plus, you know, I'd, you know, had my, at the time, 12-year-old son living with me and uh, now he's 18. But, uh, you know, I just felt, you know, good about having an alarm. So I went out into the open market. I wasn't going to hire an alarm company. But I did want monitoring, I decided. And I was listening to a radio host out of Atlanta one time by the name of Clark Howard, who said, you shouldn't pay more than $12 a month for monitoring, is what you shouldn't do. You know, buy your own alarm system, have it installed, and then go out and shop your monitoring, which is exactly what I did. And I went out uh, and I went to um, one of the big box stores. And I bought an alarm system and I wasn't real happy with it, but I installed it and I hooked it into monitoring. And then I, I just started looking for monitoring. And, you know, now we have this wonderful thing called Google. And I Googled, you know, alarm monitoring companies. I only wanted monitoring. And then I, I Googled wholesale alarm monitoring and sure enough, connected me with this company. And at the Believe it or not, it was $8.20 a month and no contract as long as I wanted it. They wanted a year paid in advance. I was happy to do that. So I paid a year in advance and I hooked them into the system that I, you know, I asked what I had. I told them, they said, yep, that'll work. And uh, that's what I did. I was never happy with the system. I don't know why. I just, you know, it, it just didn't seem to be up to snuff. Now, at, at this house, again, uh, well, I have four interior doors at this house. Smaller house, but f- more doors. Figure that. And, um, you know, so I said, okay. And I have cats. And, but, you know, the cats, believe it or not, the, the new motion sensors, the cats have never caused a problem with it. To tell you the truth, the cats have been just fine with the whole thing. So a couple of years, well, eh, a year and a half ago, I replaced that alarm with another one that I, I read about on the internet. And I'll tell you what it is. Uh, it's called Simply Safe, S-I-M-P-L-I Safe. And I got to tell you, I was very impressed with it. It was about 350 bucks, as I recall. 
and uh, it, it just came with all kinds of features. It had a smoke uh, alarm. It has a base station, has a wireless keypad, a keychain remote. It has a nice motion sensor. And in my house, you know, one was enough in, in my house. Had four sentry, uh, entry sensors. It had a panic button if I wanted that, an extra siren, a yard sign. By the way, the yard sign, uh, you know, I, at the old house, when I stopped with the company I had, I kept the the sign, you know. And believe it or not, uh, my late sister, who was in law enforcement for 29 years, told in you know, and her she was a crime scene investigator, and her job was to go out to houses that had been, you know, this is what she did mostly. You know, you see all this stuff on television, but what she did mostly was go to houses that were broken into and people, you know, and she went in and, you know, the fingerprints and all that. Yeah, she worked some big cases and, and things like that. But essentially, it was mostly B&Es. And she told me that if there was a alarm sign, you know, if there was a sign by the door that stated that there was a uh, alarm system installed, and if you had the things on the windows, that uh, the burglars... They wouldn't go there. They wanted to go to, you know, the path of least resistance. They'd break into the neighbor who didn't have all that stuff. And I think I found that to be true. So this system that I, this, you know, other system that I bought, the Simply Safe, it came with a yard sign and a free smoke detector. And there were stickers that I put on the back sliding glass door. And I, I put it on the back door. And uh, there was a sign out front. And I think I put one on the front window, a, a, a sticker on the front window. And that was it. And there it was. And it was just wonderful. By the way, I will put a link to their website uh, on here. And you can go look at the system yourself. You can upgrade it if you have a bigger house. You know, there's there's all kinds of options to it. But I bought that. And, uh, and my that time 17 year old son and I installed it and hooked it up and connected it with the the whole bit you know and everything works just wonderful you know it, and uh they have professional alarm monitoring service for 14 something a month 14.99 with no contracts no commitments cancel anytime and you can use that and I went with their uh, you know I left my wholesale one and I went with theirs because my wholesale one didn't think they could hook into Simply Safe, and you know, for fourteen ninety nine a month, I said, you know, that's worth it. I went with them, and uh, they just, you know, pull it off my credit card every month. You know, no big deal, and uh, you know, I can cancel at any time. And the truth of the matter is, I have, you know, I've got a lot of equipment in the house, so I keep the monitoring up. But the truth of the matter is, I probably don't need the monitoring. But I, I don't know. I just feel a little warm and fuzzy uh, to keep it up. And, you know, when I was gone for the six weeks that I was gone being hospitalized, it was nice to know that my house was protected and it was being monitored seven days a week, 365 days a year. And it was inexpensive. Now, I had a higher upfront cost, okay, than you can get by going with one of the big companies. I think I got a better alarm than they have. I really do. I think I have a, a much better alarm than they have. And my cats have never 
I have two cats. They've never set off the motion detector. And trust me, anybody tries to get into this house, they're going to get nailed. Uh, you know, the siren is extremely, extremely loud. So, and by the way, we've set the alarm off just to see what it would sound like to test it. And it is deafening. So it's, you know, somebody breaks into the house, they're going to get really nailed by the noise. Plus, I've got the monitoring and uh, I've got neighbors who are going to hear the alarm. And it's just going to be a good thing all the way around. So I'm not the least bit worried about, you know, what's going to happen with there. But uh, so, you know, I got, what, 350 bucks into the alarm uh, and I own it. It's mine. And I've got the monitoring for as long as I want to keep up the monitoring. And if I get to where I don't want the monitoring anymore, I can shut it off. So I think I got in, uh, you know, quite a bit cheaper. And it's a good alarm system for me. Now, uh, I have a friend who is with one of the, well, he's with a locally owned alarm company. He's paying $30 a month, but he's got the video cameras and he's got the little deal, the option to where no matter where he is in the world, if somebody rings his doorbell, it shows up on his smartphone and he can see who's there. And he, or if he's, you know, in his bedroom and someone, you know, rings the doorbell, he can look on his smartphone and see who's there. That I got to tell you, that's kind of nifty. I don't know if it's worth all of that money, uh, but, you know, and I'm sure that there's technology out there that I could hook up to do that myself, probably for no money. I'm not sure. But, uh, you know, well, enough money to buy the system to set that up. But, uh, you know, that's pretty cool. I kind of like that. And, oh, with my system also, it automatically, the system that I own now automatically dials up my cell phone and lets me know that the alarm has gone off as well. So I've, I've got that. So go ahead and look on the website at that alarm. I will stick a link to their, to their stuff on there so you can see it and uh, go from there. And no, I'm not an affiliate. I don't make a commission if you buy it. Although, you know, I need to get smart and start doing that. You know, I just need to get smart and start doing that. Anyway, Home and Garden Radio will continue right here on your very favorite radio station in just a few moments. So stick with us. talking about alarms we're going to switch that off right now and get off the alarms and we're going to talk about spring planting now next week we're going to spend a lot of time on spring planting and i know that it's still cold in some parts of the country but spring is here it's you know it's the middle of april it's it's we're heading towards the end of april it's it's time to start thinking about spring planting and what i wanted to talk about in this segment and we don't have a lot of time in this segment but what i wanted to talk about in this segment is what to look for on plants when you go to your nursery. And I tell you what, I, I was at Lowe's the other day, and I walked out into the garden center, and I was looking at some plants, and I saw a couple there, and they were looking plants over, and they were trying to decide if the plants were healthy or not. I don't know why. I just sort of said, 
let me show you how I always check. And they said, how do you always check? And I grabbed a plant that they were looking at. And they were looking at a croton, by the way. And I, I grabbed onto the to the pot and I kind of twisted, held onto the base of the plant and twisted the pot a little bit. And I pulled the plant out of the pot. And what we saw when I pulled the plant out, I said, you see these roots? They're white and they're barely curved. They barely have a curve on it. I said, this is a marvelous plant to plant in spring. And it is because you've got beautiful roots and they're, you know, they're, they're all white and they're all ready to just go into the ground and take off. So that's what I look for in plants. And now he looked at uh, an azalea because they were thinking about some azaleas and they had some old stock azaleas there and he, and he grabbed one and he pulled it out. And when he pulled it out, one of the things he saw were brown roots that had actually made a circle, almost a circle around the pot. And there were, there were brown roots there. He said, I should not buy this one. I said, you can buy that one. I said, and it'll work fine. But what you need to do before you plant it is you need to take, you know, and you need to cut off all of those brown roots that are stuck out there. You just need to just cut them way back because they're not going to grow. They're just going to be in a, you know, an impediment to the, you know, everything else. So what you want to do is you want to just pull that stuff out and cut those back. Or I said you could look for something that has better roots to it, you know, that are that would make it easier for you. And he did. He started going through stock and he pulled up a couple of azaleas that he wanted and they had better root structure. And so that's what he did. So that's one of the things that you want to look at when you do that. Another thing that you want to look at when you're going out to uh, buy new plants is you want to check the leaves over and make sure that they're not, there's no brown spots on them, that they have no disease. You want to look and make sure that they have no insect activity. And you know, you say, well, how could that happen buying it at a, at a nursery? It happens all the time. And the other thing that I look for when I pull that plant out of the pot there at the nursery is I want to make sure there's no grubs in there because that's another thing that can happen and it happens in nurseries all the time is that there would be grubs inside the pots and those grubs are in there just chewing up most of the roots so you pull it out you can tell if they're there and uh, if you pull it out and it just like literally falls apart just real quick stick it back in there because that's probably means that there's grubs in there and you really don't want that plant a good nursery, that's not going to happen to because a good nursery does the maintenance. Uh, you know, Lowe's certainly does the maintenance. They don't have that problem there. So I, I will say that, or my Lowe's doesn't. I don't know about your Lowe's, but my Lowe's doesn't. And the Home Depot up by here, I have where I live in Clearwater, there is not one local, locally owned nursery in Clearwater. I have to go almost to St. Petersburg which is 22 miles to find a local homegrown nursery. There used to be one right up around the corner and they're still there, but they're wholesale only, but they used to have a retail and I bought all of my plants there. I prefer to buy my plants myself from a home nursery, a home-owned nursery, someone that is local, somebody that, you know, is part of the community. That's where I like to buy. And there was one, like I say, that was just right up around the corner that I used to buy everything from. Uh, and they just closed down their retail operation and went strictly to wholesale. And it's sad because I drive by that nursery literally every day and I see beautiful plants and I see beautiful trees in there that I would love to get my hands on. But they're selling them to Home Depot and Lowe's is what they're doing. That's, that's where all their plants are going, are to those big stores. So there's not a lot of home nurseries anymore, home-owned 
nursery, and I find that I find that to be very very sad. Um, you know, there's a wholesaler where I live called Garden and Hardware, and they used to sell everything to locally owned nurseries. Well, since there's very few locally owned nurseries, Garden and Hardware has shrunk down in size. As a matter of fact, I have no idea how they're still in business. They're still there. Uh, I popped in there, oh gosh, about six months ago. I, I popped in because they have um, uh, a certain type of hands or chest fertilizer spreader that you hang on to your chest and they have them, they sell them there. And I can, you know, and I have still have a wholesale account, so I can go in there and get it. So I went in and bought one of those spreaders. And while I was there, I picked up some fertilizer and, you know, oh, and I picked up a pair of hand shears there that I thought were pretty cool. And, you know, the place was not bustling like it used to be. 25 years ago, I would go in there and there were all kinds of nursery people in there buying stuff. And they had trucks delivering all the time. I think they, they're down to one truck that makes deliveries for them. And it's an old beat up truck at this stage of the game. So it is not nearly the business that it used to be. So that's because there's just not a lot of local home-owned nurseries. Now they've all been taken, you know, they've all been overtaken by the big box stores, the Lowe's, the Home Depot's, that sort of thing. And, you know, I like Lowe's. I like Home Depot. As a matter of fact, I love them. But I kind of miss having my home-owned nursery. I, I really do. That's just something that, uh, so if you've got one where you are, please go in there. You know, that's one of the things when I traveled, I always used to like to do was go and look at local nurseries wherever I went across the country. And uh, it was just so interesting. Now when I travel, I have to look long and hard to find those local you know, homegrown nurseries because they just don't exist anymore. Hey, that's going to wrap things up for this edition of Home and Garden Radio. Homeandgardenradio.com is the website. Go there. You'll find uh, a link to that alarm company that I like and uh, some other interesting stuff that, I, you know, that is always there. So take a look at it and we will see you next week, everybody. I hope you have a great gardening week. I hope that it's, you know, spring is finally here for you, no matter where you are. And I hope you get out and work in the yard this week. That's what I intend to do uh, is get out and work in the yard. And, uh, you know, happy holiday tomorrow. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye.